Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Wacky Wednesday here on ZFM Sport. It's on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. The team is here. Mike Madoda, Chris Meadzi, Alice Bungira. My name is Barry Menandi and our producer is Sean Tafira Nika. On the de- show today, uh, on the home front, uh, Caps United has made a stunning U-turn and <coughs> pardoned uh, three players that uh, they've had fired for being the ringleaders of an industrial action that occurred before their weekend's Castle Lager Premier football encounter against Cranbourne Bullets at the National Sports Stadium. And in international sports news, uh, world number four and 21-time Grand Slam champion Rafael Nadal has deemed Wimbledon's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian uh, players from taking part in the championships as, quote, unfair, as controversy still surrounds the decision made by the organizers of the Grand Slam tournament. And in Around the World in 60, we have updates from Mumbai, Miami and Tennessee. Well, the second half of the show is the beautiful game and it's all about the UEFA Champions League, which is front and center and year. Jurgen Klopp has said reaching his fourth final as a coach felt almost like a new experience as his Liverpool side came back from two goals down against Villarreal to secure a 5-2 aggregate win in their semi-final last night. In tonight's action, Real Madrid coach Carlo Ancelotti insists they're capable of beating Manchester City in their second leg semi-final encounter despite suffering a 4-3 first leg loss. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. All right, the handle is at ZFM Sport on all social media platforms that you know and love. The WhatsApp number is 0731 Our power play today, everything but you, Clean Bandit and Daku leading us into our top story, which is from the top tier of domestic football. Don't forget, all of the content that you hear today, you can catch as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for ZFM Sport. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, now that story, a continuation of what we started yesterday around the green machine. Shai Samfaro, Caps United now. It has made a stunning U-turn and pardoned three players that had fi- that it had fired uh, for being the ringleaders of an industrial action that occurred before their weekend's Castle Lager Premiership football encounter against Cranbourne Bullets at the National Sports Stadium. The trio of midfielders, Rodel Chinyangatere, Devon Chafa and Ronald Rooney uh, Chitio were forgiven and will now stay at the club. However, goalkeeper 
Simba Chinani, defender Dennis Dauda and striker Clive Agusto were the four guys and have been released by the Harare Giants. Let's hear from crack ZFM sport pundit Simba Fupajena who says Caps United have lacked professionalism in the manner they've handled this issue. My initial thoughts were I see my contracts in Zimbabwe are cheaper because surely, yes, I mean, every organization and entity has its own um, terms and conditions in terms of how they do disciplinary actions and things like that. And they try and preempt as much as possible um, how they would handle such a situation. But to go from zero to 100 in the manner that they did and actually terminate contracts and then barely 24 hours later make a U-turn and some of the wording that has been up, put out there in their statement is that they've then done further investigations. Smacks to me of a definite knee-jerk reaction. What would Caps United and the hierarchy have lost if they had just held fire, put out a statement that they are actually doing the investigations that are continuously ongoing right now, and then said, in the interim, we've put certain players on suspension. I think that speaks more of a professional attitude towards things that would help them to save face because now they've got so much ego on their face. It's now almost like um, a job of trying to, yeah, save face, reclaim a lot of lost PR ground. And unfortunately, they're not going to come out smelling like roses in any of this. The players that have been reinstated, who knows the real reasons for that? But ultimately, the ones that have still been sacked, I think, should at the very least have some recourse on the legal side of things. And what is even saddening is that this heavy-handed approach, you've seen it, um, bringing out its uh, rearing its ugly head even at national level. There's an AFCON recently where players had a similar issue, similar grievances, and the approach was very similar. In terms of So where's the middle ground? Where's the professionalism? Where's the honoring of people's ends of the bargain? Because this sit-in was in response to also another part of a contract that had not been honored on behalf of the players. So that's what pushed them to do this. Yes, we are not condoning the way it was done by the players. But for the hierarchy to then come out and almost arrogantly say they are actually think that even if this goes the route of legal recourse, they're quite confident in that they'll come out on top, just smacks of that lack of real professionalism. And sadly, that's where Zimbabwean football is. And uh, Simba there, uh, Simba Fupajena, our, our uh, ZFM Sport Pundit, hitting the nail on the head, wasn't he, Mike, in the sense that uh, the, this is, a, a, a contract is between two parties and and each has an obligation to perform its own role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Caps United have repeatedly, uh, over several seasons, have failed to meet their end of the bargain. Uh, and it's no surprise that the players have had to, re- uh, listen, to uh, turn to this industrial action to try and get some sort of recall course uh, from the club uh, no surprises there what is a surprise like Simba notes is the manner in which the club has handled the issue uh, first of all uh, you know almost on an egotistical trip uh, the president uh, has gone on and made this announcement that hey we've sacked six players 
He's made a U-turn barely 24 hours later. Yep. Uh, and for me, it just shows that he actually didn't have the right information when he made the initial, uh, the sort of like the initial decision. Mm. He was just going on gut feel like, you know what? Uh, I think it's the six senior players. I think it's the new players that have brought this attitude into camp. So I'm going to target Chafa, perhaps because he's got a reputation, you know, and, and I'm speaking hypothetically sure, sure, sure. here. Rodo Chinyengetere, Dauda ETC, uh, and target those guys and be seen to be doing something. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what he wanted to be, to be seen to be doing something, to be seen to be in charge, to be seen to be the man who's calling the shots at Caps United. Unfortunately, this has actually sort of like exposed him. First of all, his unprofessionalism, and secondly, you know what, the fact that, you know what, he has repeatedly failed to meet his end of the bargain for several seasons now. Is this not, Chris, the, the very thing that we were speaking about yesterday, why sponsorship com- continues to elude Caps United because of actions that are similar to this? And, and, and in truth, yes, look, we're not painting the rest of the league with, uh, 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 with roses and, and, and vanilla-smelling paint, uh, but what we're saying is that Caps United is not doing itself any favours by then making a U-turn and saying that, oh, after further investigations, actually these guys are, are, are innocent and now we're bringing them back into the fold. Yeah, for me, um, the president or the chairperson whatever he is, sounds like he's literally a kid who just threw his, his toys out of the cot because he was upset. And for me, that smacks of a poor, um, first of all, emotional range for you as a leader. And also, I think when you take a look at the structures and those things that we were talking about yesterday, that other organizations that would want to partner with you, they take a look at that to see, okay, how is this organization actually being run? Is it being run like an organization? Is it someone who is almost operating as a sole trader? What exactly is happening? And it's unfortunate that Caps United is consistently in the news for the wrong reasons, especially in a situation like this. For me, just the the attitude towards players is very problematic for me. The players are professionals and they should be treated as such. You cannot do a U-turn on someone's life you fire them and then the next day you do a U-turn and decide that you're going to make a different decision. That is someone's life and livelihood that for you is just... um so flimsy yeah. and that's very problematic for, on the part of Captain United. Absolutely playing games and then uh, uh, with Alois uh, the wording is, is very interesting because number one I want to zero in on the word pardoned okay because you pardon someone who was guilty of something uh, and then they go on to say that after further investigations actually Chinyengetere and Chafa were some of the players who were trying to influence players to actually go and play so what are you pardoning them for what were they guilty of so where did they get the information in the first place uh, that now they are using to pardon them? Yeah. You know, where did they get the information to actually find them guilty in the first place? So it's actually the whole lot is confusing. So I, I tend to agree with Chris. Uh, they, they, it was just uh, a, a knee-jerk reaction, like we said, that uh, to be seen to be doing something. But uh, usually, okay, let's say the boys didn't uh, go about, let's say it was a, an illegal an illegal uh, strike so so to say yeah. what do you do is now the professional club 
What do you do? You don't go on and do an illegal expulsion or mm. firing of the people. You now do it the legal way. Yes. Now, this is what they've done. Let's call these ones. Right. Ones A, B, C. Let's call them for a hearing. Yes. Call me, what, do I, what, what, what was the story? Yeah. Investigate yeah. and actually see what was the story, what was the story. Then maybe after one week or two weeks, you put them on suspension probably. Yes. After one week, then when you gather the information, then you can actually give them their letters. Of, no, of, that's of this, the professional way. What you what you said right there, Alois, is exactly what Simba Pumbajeno was saying, which is the professional manner in which to dismiss the players. Yes. And Caps was sorely lacking this. But one of the players who has been dismissed is Clive Augusto. Mike, he says, uh, we understand that rumours are that Dynamos are sniffing around and uh, he'll be a good signing, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll be a good signing. Uh, he's uh, a, a typical Dynamos uh, striker, uh, physical up front, uh, can hold the ball up well. Uh, for Dynamos, it's all about results. The coach has uh, intimated as much. <laughs> we're not Man City, uh, yeah, we're, we're not Man City, he said. So uh, that's what Augusto gives you. He gives you a presence in the box, able to finish with either foot and the head as well. So I think he, he'll be uh, a decent quiver, a decent arrow in uh, Ndiraya's quiver. Yeah. A decent arrow in uh, Ndiraya's quiver, an attack that boasts of uh, the likes of Ivan Skatema, uh, Emmanuel Paga, who's in, on, in, in fine form, and of course the big uh, Orotomal, the, the um, uh, Nigerian. Fellow who actually got a goal against Wawa, the winning goal, in fact. Uh, he's got riches of uh, attack there on Diraya. Hopefully, he's uh, gonna see the goals that uh, comply with that. Yeah, most definitely, Barry. Uh, Augusto is a very good player. Remember when he left? You know, he couldn't just have become a bad player all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. Probably he the, had, the, the environment. Yes, the environment in South Africa probably didn't suit. I don't know what happened there. We don't know. But what we know is that ability. He has got the ability. He had started off well as well at Caps United. And I see him as a good strike. What Caps is losing is what Dynamos is gaining. For me, I think they're actually gaining. I wanted to say at the same time that, you know, it's just pushing away six players at the same time. You're actually crippling your team yes. like right there. Six key players. Six key players. <laughs> you creep. Now the team, the team can actually go downhill. Yeah. Who suffers? Mm. Sometimes you just have to suspend, find them in the pocket but get them to play. Yeah, Maybe at the end of play. their contracts, when you have already made your decision that you don't want to retain them, yeah. then you start making plans to sign other players to replace them. Yeah. You don't just check them. Because I you cripple your club and you can go down easily. <laughs> yeah. That's the unprofessional approach indeed. Well, I, I can tell you something, Barry. There are a few whispers uh, right now uh, that uh, Rod Wolves Lakama, uh, fired from Geza Platinum Stars for yeah. impropriety, is uh, on his way to ZPC Kariba. Yeah, really? I heard, I heard about uh, yeah, it as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. that, that, that seems but to be that's just the problem with Zimbabwean football, isn't it? The, the fact that, you know what, we've got someone here whose conduct was unbecoming of a man who holds that office and he's able to bounce back and get a job within three months or four months of being dismissed. Yeah. Because that, there's a shortage. Yeah. It's a bit well, of a... Mer- it's not, I don't is think it a, it's a shortage, shortage or it's, it's a, a reluctance to try, to try new and young blood out yeah. there? The young yeah. blood don't have cuff A. Even no, the uh, old heads don't actually, have cuff A. Actually, I, uh, guys, I, I, I actually spoke to uh, the, the Zifa technical director and in this country we have... I, I listen. I can be corrected by the figure, but it's not far off from 62 CAF A coaches. 62 in okay. the country. In the country. Yes. Now that's not to say they're all quality, but they all have the badges. Where are they? Is the question. What happened? They don't now feel like they Cuff have a chance. A. What happened with CAF A, Barry? They included there a lot of. 
teachers. Zidura. That, that, no, not Zidura per se. There were a lot of guys that were so much interested in football. They were following these courses. But they were not, they are not those established guys. Maybe a teacher, you find that a teacher had sent two, three teachers at St. Ignatius. But what's an established school? guy? Have, what, no, what do you call an I'm established guy? I'm talking about guy? those guys that have been coaching in the first division, that have been coaching in the Premier Soccer League, that we already know. That oh, like, like, we, but how, like, how, 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 how does that's why we end up with Luke Masomere and uh, the likes of Rodwell Lakama because we, we keep going back to what we know, and what we know is of a very poor standard, Mike. You, you, I said some of these guys are already employed somewhere, they are actually teaching it. He's not gonna leave his teaching job to come and coach Caps United where he can actually be fired. In, in three months, I, I and bet Caps so, United doesn't know that these guys exist. No, they know. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. Tika Sumuza phone right now. Tika Tukuna Jere, give me ten uh, names mm. of coaches who've got Caps A license who are not coaching in the Premier League right now. I know that's only one or two. These guys, they go for courses. No, we, ne- know we each are other. never going to see a different brand of football until we start trying new things. And the only way to try new things is to try new coaches. Eventually, we have to get some of these coaches in. Tell me what's what's stopping uh, um, uh, ZPC Kariba from reaching out to a Texo Churagui, who's a second assistant coach in yeah. uh, Gezi Platinum Stars. Yeah, that yeah. I agree with you. Young coach, but most of the Premier League clubs will not tr- will not uh, gamble on Texo Churagui. Yeah, they will say we want experience. Yes, I don't know yeah. what experience. So where do people get the what? experience if they don't get yeah. the chances? So I don't know. Keep going round the same. Merry, Merry go, go round. And Lux is now appearing at uh, ZPC Caribe if the deal is done and if rumors are to be believed. Well, no rumors here. The rumors are that uh, the t- three C's, uh, that is uh, uh, Chinyangetere, Chafa and Chitio, are back at the other C, which is Caps. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Let's start with some cooking news where Sikandar Raza's batting, battling knock of 82 runs was in vain as Zimbabwe's 11 team fell by 22 runs in the second T20 of a five-match series against South Africa A at Harare Sports Club this afternoon. The visitors amassed a mammoth total of 224 for four in their allotted 20 overs before restricting Zimbabwe to 209 for nine as they took a commanding 2-0 lead in the T20 series. In basketball news, after four days of grueling action in the Basketball Union of Zimbabwe National Club Championships held at Kanyisile Sports Centre and Evelyn High School, Harare sides of Foxes and Vixens were crowned champions in the men's and women's divisions respectively. The championships brought together the best eight teams in the country to determine the number one basketball size. Foxes will now represent the country in Africa's premier men's basketball league consisting of 12 teams. End of some netball news where Black Rhinos netball club head coach Rangarirai Musarurwa has vowed that his side will fight to, re- to maintain dominance at the top of the Premier Netball League table. The Army outfit led the NPL log standings with 12 points after six outings ahead of Platinum Queens who have amassed 10 points from five outings. Musarurwa reckons his charges are currently enjoying a purple patch that and that they have to absorb the pressure of maintaining dominance.
home for hit music. It's Z. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. All right, in our international sports news, we're talking tennis, where world number four and 21-time Grand Slam champion Rafael Nadal has deemed Wimbledon's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian players uh, from taking part in the championships as, quote, unfair, as controversy still surrounds the decision made by the organizers of the Grand Slam tournament. Nadal believes the All England Club chose the most drastic option and hopes the tours can find a way to interfere with the ban. I think it is very unfair for my Russian colleagues. In that sense, it is very unfair because there's not much they can do. At the end of the day, it is not their fault. What is happening in this moment with the war in Ukraine? I feel very sorry for them. I wish it was not this way. However, at the end of the day, we know that this is what we have. From there onwards, we will see what happens. Let's see what happens in the next few weeks, if the players will take some kind of decision in that regard. When the UK government imposes some rules, you have to follow them. But in this case, the government gave a recommendation and Wibbledon just took the decision, which is the most drastic position that they could take without taking everything into account. The most drastic option, Chris. And it seems that way, doesn't it? And uh, it's trying to influence politics using sport. And you can, you can sort of see that uh, it's a bit heavy-handed. Yeah, heavy-handed and leaves a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. I think when you take... Look, politics is incredibly pervasive and we can see it at play here. Um, but for me, it takes a little bit away from even just the quality of the tournament itself. You take a look at some of the players who are not going to be involved. Daniel Medvedev, um, Arianka Sabalenka, uh, Victoria Azarenka, Andrei Rublev, unable to participate because of this war, because of politics, that to some extent they may not... Not even have influence or control over or be able to influence in their personal capacity so really sad but unfortunately look it's their tournament and they can do what they want to do their tournament. yeah i want to disagree uh, i want to disagree because uh for me uh, one of the ukraine players uh you know i know a lot of people are saying oh you know what russian teams and russian athletes mm-hmm. are being treated unfairly how about the U- ukrainian football teams right now for example who are unable to play who are unable to train because their country has been invaded mm-hmm. how about the ukrainian tennis players right now who are serving in the army mm. having to defend their motherland yeah. from an attack from Russia. Mm. They are unable to participate at Wimbledon. They don't have the luxury uh, of going to Wimbledon to participate. So there, there are two sides to this whole thing. And whilst I understand from a sporting perspective, mm. it's unfair on the Russians, but someone's got to carry the can. Uh, uh, in, in what sense though, Mike? And then the other you... correction, mind you, this one is for Sean. <laughs> World number four and record <laughs> Put some respect on that name, man. Put some respect. Huh? You act like there are 321 time Grand Slam champions walking out there. He's a record 21 Grand Slam champion. Anyway, let's carry on. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope Sean took note of that. But in what respect, though, Mike? That, that, that listen, yes, uh, and, 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 Listen, we, we all... It, we it's all politics, Barry. They, they, they're never going to allow anyone Russian or anything Russian 
comfort. That's why now there was a yacht that was seized in Fiji that belongs to a, to, a, to, a, to a, yes. a Russian oligarch. The oligarchs were directly administration. How do you prove that every billionaire of Russian origin is supporting Putin? You can't. The, the, but what they are trying to do is they are just trying to create pressure by pressuring these oligarchs and seizing their assets. They're hoping these guys are going to go back home and say, hey, Putin, you've got to put an end to this and so forth. But I'm saying that these guys are going to do things and this is part of the But efforts. Daniel Medvedev but, doesn't even have Putin's Number. He's Russian. How do you know? He's Russian. <laughs> and you know what? He's not just an ordinary Russian. What if we, this is a guy who rose to be number one in the world sure. just a couple of number months ago. Right now. So he is a high profile Russian. He's a victim of politics. Yeah. That's what it is. Listen, the All England Club has the right. And, and in truth, if there ever was going to be a tournament, uh, Chris, that would make these drastic measures mm. it would be Wimbledon SW19 mm. has a habit look at the dress the, the, yep. the dress requirements of SW19 very traditional so in truth it's it's true to form it's true to form and I think also when you take a look at England and the politics like Mike was pointing out there were also just some fears of a potential PR disaster the the, the royal family uh, the English royal family presented trophy so imagine if they had to present that trophy to Daniel Medvedev. To Daniel Medvedev. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian. That would have been Putin would tweet. Congratulations to Daniel Medvedev. That would have been incredibly awkward for winning so in England. There's there's a lot of. Um, PR and optics at play here as sure, well, just sure. in terms of their decision making, which again is unfortunate. But look, it yes, is what it is. It, it, it's, it's very similar to what happened uh, to um, uh, Djokovic as well in Australia. Yes, where there was a real possibility that if Djokovic had gone all the way at the Australian Open, non-vaccinated player, mm-hmm. and then he would have been getting presented with a trophy in Australia, which had one of the harshest. Uh, lockdowns and, lockdowns and, uh, and COVID, yeah, COVID mitigation uh, regimes mm. in the world. Yeah. You know, where they were brooking no dissent mm. and uh, really giving no one any leeway whatsoever as far as COVID was concerned. So, what did they do? The minute that Djokovic stepped out of line and missed a trick, they went in hard on him, mm. deported him, and banned him from Australia because they were trying to avoid the potential embarrassment of having to say, hey, guys, look at the non vaxxer. He's the best tennis player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. You see? So don't get vaccinated and you'll win tennis tournaments. Uh, but Wimbledon is holding true to its guns. In fact, the chairman, Ian Hewitt, uh, said they had been bound by the framework offered by the government, who last month said they would want they, they would want any Russian players to denounce Vladimir Putin's regime, as well as the war in Ukraine, in order to compete at Wimbledon. Well, there's a message that's come in here, and uh, you don't tell us where you are. Plus four, eight. Is that Poland? It says, but we've had <laughs> Russian sports players denouncing the war, plus denouncing their motherland, might put them at risk. Vlad kills dissenters. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So th- that's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, on the knuckles. That's too much to ask. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the, that's the other thing as well. Yeah. You know, where you ask. know how far does the new Medvedev, for example, go? Uh, go? Yeah. How far does a Rublev go, go as far as opposing what's happening in his own country is yeah, concerned. You know, it's, it's very difficult yeah. and you're putting them in a very sticky spot. It's a tough one and uh, the All England Club though has, uh, listen, it's their tournament. They can do whatever they want. On the show, we're going to do exactly what you want and that is take you around the world in 60. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. 
This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Rowenka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to CFM Stereo Sport and a whole lot more. See around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We begin in Mumbai where Shikadawana cruised to his third IPL half-century of the season as he led Punjab Kings to an eight-wicket win over Gujarat Titans in their match of the D.Y. Patil Sports Academy last night. Dawan was in imperious form as he stroked a majestic 62 or 53 balls and weaved brilliant partnerships with Banuka, Rajapaska and Liam Livingston. Punjab also capitalized on the brilliant work of their bowlers led by Kahiso Rabada during Gujarat's innings. We'll head over to Miami where Ferrari will bring some new parts to the Miami Grand Prix this weekend but will not have a major upgrade. The Scuderia is currently leading both championships with 11 points advantage over Red Bull in the constructor standing while Charles Leclerc heads the Drivers' Championship after not bringing any new parts to the previous race at Imola. Team Principal Mattia Binotto says there will be some components that are specific to the new Miami International Aerodrome Autodrome but bigger updates will be in a race or two. And we'll touch down in ten- Tennessee, where Ja Morant exploded for 47 points, tying his postseason high as Memphis Grizzlies leveled up their Western Conference semifinal against Golden State Warriors with a 106-101 victory in Game 2. Elsewhere, Jalen Brown scored 30 points as Boston Celtics stormed to a 109-86 win over the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 2 of their Best of 7 Eastern Conference semifinal. The series is now tied at one all ahead of Saturday's match in Milwaukee. The hits live. I don't want to know you are the one thing in my We're way. You home, 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 loving you so. You are the one thing in my way. Here. See. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. At CFM Sport on all social media platforms on WhatsApp, which is our principal uh, platform, 0731-168-045. That's 0731-168-045. More and more messages are coming through. Uh, we read, of course, a couple earlier on. Anyasha in Dawnview. Is Dawnview? I don't know actually. Dawnview. Dawnview. Sounds, sounds, sounds like a nice server. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's fancy. Tell us where you're listening in. Where is yeah. Dawnview? Uh, mm. He says, well, he's like a King's b- Landing basketball fan. He says, Warriors have to deny uh, Jay the paint at all costs. Otherwise, you'll punish them again. Yesterday, they let it slip. Shot seven of 37 from three point range. Which is unlike the Warriors. I still believe the Warriors will win it in six games. On the other hand, Boston need three more performances like last night, including restricting the Greek freak to low scores. Otherwise, it's the Bucks in seven. That is Nyasha in Dawnview. Nyasha, we want to know where Dawnview is. <laughs> Send us a message. That is the more intriguing part of your message, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> Absolutely. Dawnview. It sounds new. I yeah, think it's, it's one of the new suburbs. Ah, he's just coming out. The Dawnview is just before Kuadzana, roundabout, uh, Pasipe Bridge, Apple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Dawnview. So it's in Harare. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. We, we just kind of called the whole area yeah. Kuadzana. Well, there's a message on Rachel J. And she's married to the gospel singer, Jonah Chivasa. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you don't let us know who oh, you Jonah. are. Oh, Jonah, wasn't Jonah in that um, that talent competition? Unless I'm mixing him up. No, that's no, no, another no, that, 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 no. Uh, that was Jonah Sitoli. Yeah. Oh, that was Jonah yeah. This one is Jonah uh, Chivasa. Jonah Chivasa, he's, he, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's quite a prominent uh, gospel artist. But yeah, still, uh, she had a big budget on her 
last album or single or whatever because I'll tell you what, you had billboards, man. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to Caps United. Uh, thanks for Zimba out in Gromont. says, good evening, guys. Caps United have handled their business like a chicken with his head cut off. This whole uh, capris is befuddling. And what oh, they oh. say is just... Gobble, gobbledygook. Uh, they have realised they have a tiger by his tail because at a lot, uh, at a lot of people are at loggerheads. As long as they are, te- as, as long as they are teetering on the edge of bankruptcy, problems will keep surfacing. They are trying to make bricks without straw and simply not organised by any stretch of the imagination. Thanks, Mudzimba, who obviously writes us with a dictionary. Yes, <laughs> and a Bible because making bricks without straw is a biblical reference. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, love that, love that. Okay, more messages coming in here. Uh, and uh, this one, oh, they're starting to pour in now. Uh, I hope these are not all guys who, of course, are, oh my goodness. Uh, Don't talk about Rachel J. <laughs> right, this one here is, big this is a scandalous assertion here, casting aspersions on someone. But there's someone who's saying that Rachel J is someone's a side chick. Uh, I, I, I'm not... Oh, but we just heard she's married to a gospel artist. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to no, say, you know say who, guys. But, th- but there's a general trend at the moment. Any woman who people cannot identify her source of wealth, they literally just attribute it to, oh, she, she's someone's side chick. Guys, there's people who are genuinely just mm. doing things yes, without doing things. But they, they could also be side chicks as well. I'm not saying she <laughs> is. Uh, but they, but they, yes. they, let's not dismiss the possibility. Leave us alone. Balance is what this show is about. Yeah, we, we need to be balanced. Uh, good evening, my ZFM team. Uh, this is Tinashe out in Mozambique. Uh, he says, as Suri say, don't forget to make a prediction on my Real Madrid team, guys. And of course, we'll be talking, oh, no, about, we'll do that. We'll be talking about Real Madrid <laughs> in a couple of minutes' time. Of course, uh, they are involved in action versus Manchester City. Uh, more messages here. Uh, and then, uh, okay, now let me choose one. Now that these sporting associations uh, have set a precedent by banning Russia and Russian athletes from competing, will they uphold the same stance when America does what they do best, invading another country? I foresee them invading a country soon. This is Chester. In Bulawayo, I can answer that um, one. The answer is no. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's a reach. <laughs> they will not do anything to America. America's got the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they. Listen. Uh, they say what? Twenty-two percent of the global sports industry, m- the money that's sort of like uh, circulating in, in global sport, sport mm. uh, comes from America. America. So there's no chance. No chance. You, if you're if you're a small fry, yeah, you'll get punished. Yeah, you get punished. No, not not a merit. Yeah, not they they, they always gang up on each other. Yes. You know, it's, uh, it's and it's, England is the home of nearly all sports, so they they won't get banned either. Well, okay. <laughs> Cop Jeff uh, says the only thing Manchester United will lift this season is their hands. And tell that to Alex Gucci. Oh, guys, come on. Uh, let's stop kicking a man when he's down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Manchester United is not even, they're not even playing to, uh, tonight, guys. It's, it's, it's yeah, we're all, not lifting anything. It's really. all about the UEFA Champions League. We've so been new. Mm. Let, let's go there. I, I bet you guys are celebrating at halftime. Let, let's go to the UEFA Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. 
Uh, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has said reaching his fourth final as a coach uh, felt almost like a new experience as his side came back from two goals down against Villarreal to secure a 5-2 aggregate win in the semi-final last night. While the three-goal cushion may look comfortable, this was a test of Liverpool's nerve and powers of recovery as an awful opening half by their standards saw their first leg advantage wiped out by debut goals in the competition from Bulaya Dia as well as Francis Coquelin. And of course, we remember him from his stint out in London with the Arsenal. Let's hear from Jurgen Klopp. Outstanding, massive. It's like it's the first, to be honest, um, because it's always so special. It's for me the best club competition in the world. Love it, love the... the <laughs> The sounds, everything, love the night, to the, what respect to Villarreal, um, this really wonderful stadium, what the people doing here is, is absolutely incredible, what Una is doing incredible, the players, how they put us under pressure, everything is great, so it feels so special because it was so difficult for us, um, but um, in the end we deserved it as well and that's, that's really cool and um, it was massive, massive from the boys. Well, Klopp's side were shocked by Villarreal's aggressive man-marking in the first half, which took them out of their own pressing game. And Klopp conceded he actually struggled to find highlights from the opening 45 minutes to show his players enter one Luis Diaz-Berry. Yeah, absolutely, Luis Diaz. And uh, in truth, that can be about this game, but also can be about 2022. Because since signing him in January, he's hit the ground running. Uh, we we saw Fabinho when Fabinho was signed, he was he was kept away uh, from first team football for a while until as the he, end of October. Yeah, until the end of October, having been signed in like uh, end of July, mm-hmm. August. And so, when you get a player signed in January. Virtually a week later, he's playing a game for Liverpool and hits the ground running in a system that he's never played in. It's absolutely stunning. And this guy has been such a fresh breath of air, uh, both on this game and in Liverpool colours uh, in 2022. And last night, he was immense. Man of the match performance and duly deserved the, the award that he got. And uh, credit, uh, Chris, uh, to the scouting department, because this is about good scouting. This mm-hmm. is about talent yes. identification yes. Uh, and ticking all the boxes and making sure that it's a plan and play. Yeah, and that's exactly what Liverpool's managed to do, I think, with majority of their signings across maybe the last four seasons, is they've found very key players to fill very key roles, and that's because they've desi- they've designed a system, and like you said, the player slots into a system, into a particular place. Luis Diaz, I remember the day he got signed, he actually went, he was in his kit, went straight onto the training pitch, yep. ready to go. So for me, just from the start of this, especially being able to scout that kind of talent immediately for the system perfect fit uh, Alois so you take a look at Villarreal I mean they were aggressive in that opening 45 minutes mm. they worked their cotton socks off uh, Gerard Moreno uh, who was missing in the uh, first leg he came mm. on uh, unfortunately he seemed to sort of like aggravate a hamstring yeah, injury he wasn't quite, right. It, he he wasn't wasn't, quite yeah. right but he made such a big difference and uh, Villarreal had Liverpool worry what changed what made them fall away uh, when it comes to the intensity and the physicality that they showed in the first half yeah uh, I don't know I think the the the, the, uh, the conditioning uh, they're, they're not conditioned uh, to play for 90 minutes 
with that kind of intensity. It's different from Liverpool who can actually play that. They've been playing that for the past four years. They, 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 the players are now well conditioned. But they needed to match Liverpool for intensity. That's what I've always said. If you don't match Liverpool for intensity, then you get beaten. And they tried to do that, but it, 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 was, it became too much because for 90 minutes, if you are not conditioned, if you play your game in Spain, that's slow and all that, then you want to change to suit to, to match Liverpool, it becomes uh, it becomes very difficult. They tried their best, and I thought they had it. Uh, they had it uh, so well. They had a very good start. You know, racing to two zero, to two zero up, and already they were on on on, on level oh. terms. And I thought, you know what? Here we are. Probably they could have just done the. They Jose Mourinho, they had nothing to lose. They should have just packed the bus. But they tried. Try to, they, they tried. They, 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 they fell deeper and deeper and deeper. They were getting tired. But the problem is, yeah, I they, think they were tired. Yes. And also, Liverpool sort of like stretched their game. Yes. I mean, the mm -hmm. width that uh, Luis Diaz yeah. brought, uh, and it was just amazing. And also, Trent as well, on the other side, he was now playing as an auxiliary winger. Uh, and, uh, and They were made to back off. Yeah, they were made to back off. And it was, uh, I think it would be disappointing for Villarreal. But you've got to say, Barry, credit to their fans as well and uh, you and I were, were reading earlier uh, stories of the Villarreal uh, fans waiting for the Liverpool fans uh, after the game uh, congratulating them and of course uh, sharing a drink wow. in the pubs like they've done on, uh, on Merseyside as yeah, well yeah. a tremendous respect between the two sets of fans 100% and uh, they just reciprocated what how they were treated when they went uh, over to Liverpool uh, and two two things the first thing is Villarreal fans backing their team my mm. god at half time when uh, you know what if anything sent shivers down my spine, that stadium was rocking at halftime. Mm. Then secondly, applauding their opponent after the game and showing that, yes, we were opponents while in the 90 minutes, but afterwards, course, yeah. we are still human beings. We are still here. Uh, the fun. love it's and sport. camaraderie, yeah. it is sport. Let's still be together. And of course, Liverpool becoming the first English club to reach the final of the European Cup or the Champions League, the FA Cup and the League Cup in the same season. And they've now reached their 10th European Cup or Champions League final, the fourth side to do that. And of course, they are behind Real Madrid, who have done it 16 times by Munich and AC Milan have made it to 11 finals. <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. It's to Madrid we go and Real coach Carlo Ancelotti insists they're capable of beating City in their second leg semi-final encounter despite suffering a 4-3 first leg loss. Los Blancos are no strangers to stunning European comebacks in the Spanish capital and the result will be tested by last year's finalists who are desperate for Champions League glory this season. Let's hear from the Italian manager. We have a huge challenge ahead of us and a great chance to play another Champions League final. The vibe is really good. We know the difficulties that the game will present us, but we are also very confident. The match is still open. We are at a slight disadvantage and we want to fix that. Uh, well, they managed to do it, uh, Alois uh, versus uh, PSG, uh, but Man City is a different proposition. Yeah, different uh, Pokemon together, and I, I don't see, yeah, they are capable, but I don't see them doing it, you know, because this is going to be a very tough uh, tough match against Man City, and we're looking at a Man City which is actually stronger than they were in, in England, and uh, I, I, I really don't see uh, uh, Real Madrid coming back for this one. Yeah, the surprise is, like I said, they can, 
but my, my money is on, on, on Man City. It's good to be positive and all that. Maybe some, uh, at, the, at the Banabo as well, their fans uh, will be, will be uh, behind them as well. They believe that they can do it because they have got the tenacity mm. though. They have the tenacity to actually do it. It's just my gut feeling that is saying that, that they City. won't manage it. Yeah. Uh, and then City also uh, will look at what Chelsea did. Uh, Chelsea able to go and win uh, at the Santiago Bernabeu and that was just a few weeks ago. And then they also take a look uh, at some of the players who are potentially missing Chris uh, for Real Madrid uh, as well as those that are actually confirmed as missing and of course a key player is David Alaba mm. and it's touch and go as to whether he'll be available. Yeah he, he's basically facing a race against time in order for him to get fit. Um, he looked set to miss the semi-final leg with Carlo Ancelotti confirming that he'll most uh, natural most likely partner um, Eda Militao at the back so that partner um, sorry that partnership potentially crucial but David Alaba potentially not being in this match at all. Yeah, and uh, that'll be a big blow. I mean, uh, I think uh, they would have needed all sort of like the the experienced campaigners, mm. isn't it, Barry? Yeah. Uh, especially at the back, because in attack, Real Madrid have got an attack that's as good as any yeah. uh, in European football, if not the best, if you consider the partnership of Benzema uh, as well as uh, Vinicius Jr. But it's at the back where they'll win the game, because if they can defend well and shut Man City out, then they'll give themselves a chance because we know that Benzema and Vinicius Jr. can grab something the other end. <laughs> Shut Man City out. <laughs> now that's a <laughs> very, very, that's a very tough task. task. Uh, but certainly if you want to give you a chance of shutting Man City out, you need David Alaba in your, in your side. He's not available um, and uh, he, he's a big miss both in both boxes because remember this is David Alaba who's able to pop in uh, when the, the line is high he can actually support the attack as well and can uh, deliver quite a good cross uh, so he's, he's a big miss in the entire strategy and uh, the entire tactical plan of the team so Carlo Ancelotti will need to work that one out well Man City will be bringing a form to the Santiago Bernabeu they are playing well and one of the reasons they are playing well is Kevin De Bruyne It would change the perspective from outside. Obviously, as a player, you you want to win the trophies and you want to win this one. But I think the the fact that we've been fighting for it numerous years and being to the the latter stages means that we've been doing really well. Obviously, it's a cup competition and the, the quality is very high, so it's very very difficult to win it. And there's different circumstances that that happen, but. You know, I think in the end, if you look back at the way we, we performed or I performed with the team for seven years, we did really well. But obviously we, we didn't win it and I think win it would just change that little narrative. I think there's two attacking teams um, who like to play football and I think uh, we played played a very good game back then, but that's obviously that's in the past and it starts uh, back from from nil nil. So uh, we'll we'll need to get our A game uh, to to win. And now, Chris, uh, last week you you described De Bruyne as having football intelligence, and uh, when you're up against uh, a seasoned campaigner like Real Madrid, it's going to take a lot more than just uh, a vim and vigor, heart and effort. It's yeah. going to take a bit of intelligence out of it's the. It's going to take a lot of intelligence because when you take a look at the side that is Real Madrid, even from the start of the season, no one gave them a chance. But this is a team that has been cracking out wins. They've managed to get this far in the competition, and when you take a look at that last leg, I think they really showed everybody that you know what they're in it um 
they ended with a fight. So coming into this, definitely a lot of intelligence. You still need the hearts and everything, but you need to be very clean about your business, very accurate. You need to be very a- uh, accurate. And then Anzi uh, Madrid, Inofanasine City, it's Desire Modoni, Kwamotare. Someone here disagrees, you don't tell us who you are, but you say straight win to Madrid. Alois. I want to hear what you think. No, I don't. I, I don't think so. You know, uh, give I, us I, the scoreline. I'm happy that uh, De Bruyne is playing uh, because I'm, I'm I'm from Man City because I think Man City they need De Bruyne even all the way to the final. If they're mm. to win this thing, they need a fit. Give me a scoreline, Alois. Two one. Two one. Man to City. Man City. Yeah. If they win two one, in fact, if Man City don't lose, they'll be heading to Paris to take on Liverpool. Chris. Mm, tough one. Um, Man City to win. I think by a single goal. By a single goal. So it could be 10-9. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like my prediction. Because I think it's going to end 3-2 on the night to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to extra time and then City will win it uh, by the solitary goal in extra time. We'll go to penalties. Uh, I don't think uh, it's, it's big going to go to extra time. <laughs> prediction. I, I, I am predicting uh, Man City uh, to win 4-2. 4-2. Yeah, 4-2. Scores. That'll be good. That'll be a good, nice evening of football. Nice evenings entertainment is in store right here on CFM Stereo. So don't move an inch. Don't touch that dial. For now, from the sports team, may God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Menande, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.